0: Hi, everyone. I'm Pankaj Mishra, and you are listening to the Outliers Podcast. It's a podcast, a series of conversations with outliers. Today's outlier uh, has to be an outlier because uh, he's Jay Prakash Vijayan, who is among uh, the angel investors who uh, backed. complete outlier investment of factor daily <laughs> so welcome to the podcast jay
1: thank you thank you
0: pankaj honored to uh, be here with you so those of you who haven't followed jay over years he's now the founder and ceo of techion uh i would uh, let him talk more about it but before that uh he has had a great career uh, working across uh, some of the best software companies in the Valley and elsewhere. He's known to have played a very important role at Tesla, where he was uh, working directly uh, with Elon Musk. And he has had great career and stints at uh, VMware, Oracle, and so on. And above all, I have found Jay to be uh, a really methodical person. And I thought uh, these are, uh, you know. This is a good opportunity to sit down with him and learn uh, from his life and career. So let's start from the start, Jay. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you give us a sense of where you come from? Uh, sure. How was growing growing up for you? Are there any things in particular that you believe shaped your life and career?
1: Uh, sure. Yeah. Before that, uh, again, I want to thank you, Pankaj, for inviting me uh, to share my experience with uh, your audience, um, definitely. I've always been fascinated by the work you and your team have been doing. That's exactly why I supported it. Um, I think it's really great for me to be here finally. I've always been a reader and listener of your work, and this is great to be um, here, being participating um, in your session uh, live. So, um, I'm excited. So good. So, starting with uh, my my early days, uh, very. Um, normal, average Indian family. Um, so I grew up in Chennai, uh, definitely privileged. I uh, have uh, great parents who really took care in early days. Uh, among everything, they worked really hard. We have four, four of us. I have uh, two brothers and a sister. Um, and my parents are still in uh, Chennai. Um, they have a good social uh, network with uh, friends, family around. So really, um, they're not as keen to uh, relocate to the US. I grew up um, studied in a um, um, school called as Loyola School in uh, Kodambakam. Um, and then, yeah, of yeah so then uh, I, after that, I uh, studied in uh, up to my matriculation, I studied in AVM matriculation school. Um, and then my higher secondary was Aochi Higher Secondary School. Uh, so yeah, all uh, normal childhood. Um, I'm not, um, I'd say, honestly, very um, top performer all the time. But again, also not at the lower performer. It's a slightly above average uh, in all the ways. One one thing I've learned while growing up is, again, realizing, thinking back for me now, um, great great teachers make a huge huge difference in life. Um, I think I'm mm-hmm. fortunate to have few of them. I wish all of them would have been. So this is why I have so much respect for teachers. At the same time, I feel there is a lot of work to do because not all teachers have been great because that changes the life of a person. Because over a period of time, as I learned more and more growing up, many times the hard way, um, I found out you know what was portrayed as tough and people didn't believe in you. For example, one of the things I would say is Math was the toughest thing for, I thought it was me, and I never would uh, um, uh, learn math as well. It was purely work hard to just get get by. All other subjects were, I was fine. It was easy. I I never worked very hard, but I then realized in life I would have worked harder. (laughs) I would have been maybe done even better and probably uh, scored better uh, marks and other things. Uh, Yeah, bottom line is uh, later in life uh, due to, interest uh, there are two things I felt one is a great teacher and second is um, making anything interesting I think that's what great teachers do Um, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: will really um, change your um, way how much you can absorb um, and learn truly Um, so anyway that's I'll I'll get into details if it's interesting so but anyway as I grew up then I did my bachelor's um, in uh, presidency college um, bachelor of science and then did my masters in um, um, University of Madras, but in the A.C. Tech um, campus, which is next to an University. Um, so that's uh, that's kind of my um, growing up, and pretty much all in Chennai. But the nice thing was I got exposed to computer science very early while I was even doing my um, uh, bachelor's. We, um, my. Father, um, he was in a position to uh, start and get me involved in a computer science um, institute that was teaching computer science and also developing some software. That's how my computer science uh, started, Uh, even though I didn't have a bachelor's or master's degree in computer science, because at that time uh, it was not as popular. Not all colleges had
0: computer science. Well, that's how you, you picked computer science. Was, Correct. That's yeah, computer
1: looked. science. Yeah, it happened exactly. So really, um, that's how I learned. And then and, and also I did courses in computer science, as you probably know, in India at that time, there were um, uh, NIIT and AppTech and there were a few. So I did study for a couple of years, different programming languages um, and um, also basics of computer science but it was not a formal bachelor's or a master's degree uh, but definitely became more and more interesting um, to me and of course became my career
0: great i, I didn't know any of this <laughs> okay uh, so uh, let's uh take our conversation forward uh, jay and, mm-hmm. and break it down in two broad categories mm-hmm. uh the first is uh, your career itself and you you work for some of the you know greatest companies that all of us know about and you know and, and tesla is just one of them there are others mm-hmm. uh, so in the first part we could spend time talking about uh, your uh, working at tesla and other companies or working with leaders uh, like elon and other leaders and if you could handpick the biggest lessons uh, that you have picked in in your career across these assignments that would be amazing to pick
1: Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. um, I think that's a a great question. So, you know, um, early days, uh, even in career, it was a very, um, I would say, normal uh, career for me. Uh, Job, yes, I would do my job well. I wanted to do it really well um, and um, perform well. But I think what was, um, I think for me, the the turning point is learning uh, more and more um, about self-development which is what i started more doing more again self-development in the sense not purely like of course i used to do uh, workouts and um, other things not just physical but purely learning mentally um, about different topics Uh, every how do you how do you really uh, your thinking process um, how do you grow yourselves um, in any any field Um, how do you become a leader Um, so Started reading a lot more while I was in my um, career at Oracle. Uh, in addition to learning computer science and learning what is necessary for me, usually things are necessity based. Um, <laughs> especially in even in computer science, I I try to uh, go learn things. If I if usually it's if it becomes a barrier for me to complete something, then I feel like you know what I need to go really break this barrier. So I'll just go cram it like overnight or over a weekend. Um, round the clock, continue at it until I feel there is a solution for me and then I'll just move forward. Um, And then uh, from a leadership perspective, the thinking process I felt um, changed clearly after reading a lot of self-development books, uh, Seven Habits of uh, Highly Effective People, uh, Napoleon Hills, um, Not Just the Think and Grow Rich, The Master Key System. There are quite a few, there was a time where um, audio books and video books. I started um, mostly audio and reading. Um, I started mm-hmm. reading. And one thing which um, came out consistently is I've seen around, in and around. I was doing that. I kind of reflected on that as well after a few years um, is people draw barriers for themselves. One great thing I found during my career growth, which I think now, right now, everyone realizes we see people around it. And I'm proud to see how many people are uh, grown to the highest level um, in in their career in some of the biggest companies. Mm-hmm. Early days, uh, I, I still see people drawing more excuses about you know everything. They it's it's we draw barriers about everything. Like uh, you know what I have, I've seen people saying like oh you know what I'm not getting promoted because I don't have a computer science degree. But many times mm. they just don't perform to that level. I've when uh, I, mean, I promote, I've promoted hundreds, thousands, probably at different levels. Um, I've never seen what degree they have and they get promoted. But people do draw their barriers and say, you know what, oh, I am not getting this because I didn't have this. Um, So purely they get kind of defensive rather than focusing their energy that started giving excuses. So I think that was a kind of a turning point for me to say, okay, you know, look at, myself how am I contributing how can I do always more than what is expected of me how can I perform better how can I bring value to my team my company and everything else will follow Um, titles promotions uh, money all of those of course there is very rare rare case situations there is a bad boss or a bad Mm -hmm. company you're in once you realize if it is that bad and you're still doing what you're supposed to do, just move away from that rather than giving excuse. I think that's uh, kind of what I felt um, one of the one of the early um, learnings uh, for me in my uh, career that really helped me propel, focus on what needs to be done, focus on giving more than what is expected of you, giving more value to everyone. And then everything else automatically happens. Then career started growing significantly. Um Oracle days then came uh, VMware Um, great opportunity great people have some great bosses that I was I worked for Um, really no complaint very rarely I actually in fact my career overall I was I think I should say I was uh, fortunate or is it I don't Mm -hmm. know if it's my viewpoint I never had a bad boss there are people very rarely in a case where they may um, I may not be able to learn a lot from them but uh, Mm -hmm. other than that I never had anyone um, that I would say um, has been a bad boss, but again, many times it's uh, it's a uh, it's in people's uh, thinking. Um, I would say most of the time, uh, very rarely it is from yeah. some, someone else. And then the next is um, I was extremely, extremely, I should say, fortunate to work for someone like Elon. Um, a huge, huge learning opportunity. Um, I think um, phenomenal visionary, great leader. Um, of course, um, everyone who brings big difference, there is always controversy about uh, things, but I really enjoyed it. was tough, yes, the first six months and to a year I, until I understood um, his um, expectations and um, the thinking process to kind of match what um, how he's thinking. But once it happened, I felt uh, the amount of learnings I had was, uh, was huge. I Another hmm. thing I felt overall in my career is Um, every step uh, you learn something um, everything about what to do well uh, from other people great people that you were exposed with and then the second is um, you also learn what not to do Um, of course I had thousand things that I learned from Elon what I should do but I also learned a few things I would say what not to do maybe maybe he doesn't realize uh, that it's not a good thing but um it's just that I would say, you know what? Yeah, I would do these thousand things, but I would not do these two things um, if uh, when I uh, become a leader um, as uh, managing larger uh, companies and organizations. So um, yeah, it's a learning process. So every job I would go, I would apply definitely what I learned in my previous job. Um, I think so that's...
0: Yeah. You, can you spend... Because what you're saying is fascinating, right? Uh, can you spend just a little time in mm-hmm. illustrating uh if, if you were yeah uh, let's say from elon uh working uh, you know looking at him as a leader the things that you believe uh you know inspired you are, are, are so good things and the things that you believe are in not in the not to do list in that sense. <laughs> right
1: <laughs> well um i would say um the i think there's there's a lot of great things extraordinary things because people underestimate um I would say um, in, in uh, even from very early days, I would say even at the executive team, I was one of the very few people who understood his vision very clearly because um, early days, I do remember people used to discount him a lot because his his um, goals that he sets for people would be pretty much um, impossible or unimaginable goals. <laughs> uh, even Even for me, that was the case. But when you... <laughs> come to know later i mean you should think and that's what i was started started doing about like why is he saying that because um and when you connect it to a bigger picture of what um, really the underlying reason for it is i think you get a um you 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 get much more clarity um on what is uh, what is uh, what what needs to be done so the approach uh, the learning process for me was. Um, he has the capability of um, true visionary and he is a true visionary in terms of how he thinks. Um, Some of the examples I could give is, uh, I met him first time in 2010 um, Mm -hmm. uh, and I interviewed, he gave me a complete bigger picture of, uh, I always ask my um, potential employers uh, before joining, what, what is their vision, right? What do they... Um, Where are they seeing the company to be in um, two years, five years, 10 years down the line? So he Mm -hmm. walked me through his vision um, on many things about uh, Tesla, how um, from the product perspective, where he wants to see the company, where he wants to take the product. Um, So the vision, if you see, I was thinking back, it's been um, 10 years since I spoke to him first. Many things people see as a surprise. Um, For me, it was even five, six years ago um, or maybe eight years ago when I was still there in the company. It just started unfolding, thinking this is true visionary. He had the picture in his mind, that is vision. Then he had the capability to really break it down and Mm -hmm. continue to execute. And that is not easy. Um, He's still involved to the level of details he's involved. I'm amazed about his capability, always have been amazed because I worked with him closely and observed a lot of things from him. Um, it's about, uh, so how from vision to breaking it down to execution and executing it even better than what he envisioned. Um, because he explained to me in 2010 about uh, Model S, how do you, how you use the platform to create the Model X, which is an SUV. And why he started with the high-end luxury platform and how is he going to create a mass market, which people called as Model 3 later and then Model Y, then battery factory, Tesla trucks. All of these he spoke to me in 2010. But people may think in like four years ago or three years ago when he was launching, it's like, oh, okay, they're successful and they came up with a new idea. No, it was (laughs) already there in his mind. He just found a way to execute and bring that to life. So that is a huge, huge learning. So keep going at things, how many barriers you break. Um, and many times it's about um, the bigger, you you may have heard this a lot since you speak to a lot of successful people, is um, the bigger the challenge you solve, um, the bigger the reward is. Again, you don't have to yeah. do this for a reward, but the reward happens um, once you really solve it and you take yeah. things um and uh, yeah break it and solve it so there is so much uh that that's the bigger picture learning there is a lot of day-to-day uh, learning as well so one thing i would say probably mm, i would not to do i don't know whether it's right or wrong <laughs> is um he's still involved in a lot of details i'm i'm a detail-oriented guy i'm an engineer he's an engineer of course a hundred times smarter than me um, it's, uh, I would say, at the scale in which you need trusted people. And I think he's changed a lot, significantly. Um, or I, I saw him evolving. He cares for people. He doesn't have chance to show that all the time. Um, Anyone who really aligned with this vision, he truly cares. I think it's about, I feel, I mean, what I've, I'm doing differently is uh, create trusted people Leaders and retain them for very long. Uh, I think that's Mm -hmm. important. Um, I think that's where I feel he could really take some certain things from his shoulders off. Not about really getting his eyes off on the true vision coming to life, but really creating that long term trusted uh, leaders so that he doesn't have to be involved in every single detail. Because for his level of vision, what he's doing across in many industries, um, Mm -hmm. I think. it could be better if he has more um, leaders who can help um, really bring that vision to life, so that he can continue to do more of what uh, the bigger picture um, things. But of course, he wants to get into details where he needs to be involved, but not in every single place.
0: So well said. Jay, other thing mm-hmm. about the leaders of our times, mm-hmm. uh, whether you know some of us have have. Uh, you know, watch them do their things from Steve Jobs and people take Elon's name also in the same league. Yes. Even Bill Gates for, for that. Matter, right. Uh, a lot of time leadership is, uh, you know, this, this amazing visionary leadership uh, people talk about as leaders being too charismatic, perhaps for their own good or, you know, some, you know, weird people in, in mm-hmm. many ways. So, you know, I haven't worked with uh, a leader of that stature, uh, uh, you know, so that's why I want to understand from you, you know, sometimes this weirdness or this charisma uh, kind of uh, outweighs, you know, what you need to do as a people's person and all that, right? So how important it is when you are trying to build a built-to-last kind of company to be likable or... Uh, or not? Uh, I don't know if I'm making it clear, but you know.
1: I yeah I understand yeah I understand what you're saying. Uh, Pankaj, I, I I think it's tough. The way my view on this is, uh, I feel people overdo as well. Both good and bad are blown up with these um, um, larger, uh, attractive. Um, I think uh, na- uh, names. I think it's people and they have their own brand. Yeah, right. Steve Jobs has his own brand. Um, it is Steve Jobs and Elon Musk has his own brand. I think when, when you create a brand that big because you created very innovative things um, that millions and millions and millions of people are um, getting use of it, uh, then you have your own brand. I think when you have that level of attractiveness with brand, I feel things have... Things are uh, again. This purely, I'm sharing based on my experience mm. working with Elon. As people blow things out out of proportion, um, both good and bad, um, and that sometimes um, kind of skews what their real personality is. Yes, uh, but there is also reality in when you have a reason when you do big things. I don't think it has to be that way, but it's very tough. I can understand that, but I feel. It's, that is, it doesn't mean leaders should stop being likable. And again, it's also two things, right? You need to make sure that uh, where you put your priorities in. End of the day, it's not their goal to be likable. Um, it is more about uh, getting their vision to life. How do you execute? And they have strong conviction to their vision to say, no, I need to go bring this to life. And this is my purpose. And sometimes hmm. when the purpose is so big, they are... Um, Bandwidth is very, very, very small to give it to, I would say, sometimes for minute details. Um, Sometimes it could be people issues. Sometimes it could be other things. But many times I know people, um, they don't have the time to really um, think about people's sentiment. How would it impact this person? Because they're thinking about big, big, big things. How would this impact millions of people how did how did this impact the world how did this um come to life in this timeline so not all the time they do think but i i feel at least with Elon, i know that he thinks about people um but not all the time he has time to explain what he's doing so it becomes it comes out as very arrogant um i've seen people when i was there also um comment on this when he makes a decision um they don't feel comfortable. Not all the time he's wrong. Um, uh, he's right, I would say. I would say he's right, um, say, 90% of the time. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, no one is God to say, you know, all the time I'm going to be right. So there is going to be 10% of the time they, they're they going to be wrong. And those 10% of the time people might think, you know, what, see, they either they're arrogant or they don't. So it's about learning process. Because of the things I feel, it's not justifying that, and I don't think leaders should stop trying. Leaders should always continue to, because end of the day, it's all people and it's all their teams. Without people executing, um, they can be um, they can't really achieve what they need to achieve. So, at the end of the day, it becomes people are the ones who are going to bring that their vision to life. This mm-hmm. is why I feel it's important for the leaders to create next level leaders as many even if they can't they have true leaders who not only bring their uh, vision to life but because they can break it down to a next next level um, they could really look out for um, their brand their people and what they don't have bandwidth to um they can the next level people if they have the right people they can go bring that to life Uh, they can make that happen so those are the things i feel can be can be done it's tough but for for larger visionaries it's a big when they're working hard to bring big vision to life uh, it's not easy Uh, so i i would say for for people rather than just um critiquing them about how bad things are and why they are such worse people which is again blown up big time is more about focus on what are they doing for this world what are they make how big of a difference they're making okay if you Mm -hmm. really don't feel that you um, want to be part of that just move on to do what you think can make a difference
0: rather than complaining very well said jay before we move to uh, learning more about your entrepreneurial venture mm-hmm. there's one final question about your career uh, you know which involves working with some of the greatest companies on on the planet right uh, the, there is something that helps companies uh, that are built to last survive different cycles of disruption mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know and, and even the life threatening uh, you know disruption like the one we are in mm-hmm. currently right mm-hmm. so in your experience uh, you know we all talk about how do we survive you know as individuals mm-hmm. it the same thing applies to companies as well mm-hmm. so in your experience the companies that you have worked with what do you think keeps them alive through these valleys of death why do you think those companies survive if, even tesla for that matter mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. people have been writing it off for, for a long time oh, yeah. especially early right <laughs> so what do you at its, at, at its core, why do these companies survive?
1: Yeah, I think uh, a great, great question. You know, um, my observation is and I've been fortunate to be in these great companies, great brands um, and a uh, lot of learning over a period of time, uh, starting from Oracle, then uh, VMware and then Tesla and now Techion. Um, I think so much of learning. I think some of these uh, one um, I would say a few, few, a few things that come together. <clears throat>
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, the first one is um, a strong leadership, which really first comes out with a um, phenomenal platform to serve a need that is there in the market. Okay. And of course, as you know well, Pankaj, I mean, there is um, thousand people or maybe 10,000 people have ideas or maybe a million people have the same idea around the globe. Uh, end of the day, it comes down to who can bring that idea to life. And yeah. why Edison created General Electric is because he's the guy who was able to, did he invent everything? Maybe not. He invented few things, but or many things but not all of those. So he's someone who brings that vision, innovation to the masses, to people. And that's what leadership is. Eventually, you how do you bring people together? How do you create a platform? How do you deliver it in a way and make sure that uh, becomes a sustainable business and then lead it? So I say st- starting with strong leadership, and uh, creating a great platform—it uh, could be product, it could be services—but that's uh, number two. And then number three um, is making the right decisions. And and uh, especially in tough times, um, leadership—that's when the leadership is needed most. So right now, you know, it's it's it is uh, it is very tough. We are all quarantined, working from home, and. It is very, very sad to see the amount of people that is impacted. We all need yeah. to work, stay together, being so virtually or not. But end of the day, we need to stay together um, as a uh, human race to make sure that we come out of this. I don't have the slightest doubt, or I didn't have the slightest doubt that we would come out of this um, stronger. Because, um, you know, either people or companies... That's the um, foundational life principle is when you break out of resistance, you always come out um, stronger. So if you think about, you know, we I, I say this to my teams as well. So if you think about the seed that you sow in the ground, it mm-hmm. really breaks out of the ground eventually and grow into a plant or a tree and bear fruits. And same thing happens with um, uh, egg right so when you break out of the shell a life comes out of it but when you break it from outside life ends um yeah. uh, and i think that's that's a fundamental philosophy of life uh, if you think about um, um life of a butterfly you start with the lava right which are eggs and then the lava which is the caterpillar and then pupa which is the cocoon that forms around the butterfly and eventually uh it breaks out there is a small story i think this is uh i l- listened from a part another podcast uh, from i think jim quick mm-hmm. where um a young boy um, a small boy he uh, wants to he wants to grow we all probably have done it and when we were younger right? i want to grow a caterpillar see a caterpillar grow into a butterfly he takes yes. a caterpillar puts it into a bottle and then um, or, a, or a container and then put some holes put some leaves in it and it grows and then it eventually after a few days it forms a pupa or a cocoon and then he keeps watching it daily and see wow oh, okay i'm going to see this butterfly when you um after a few days he sees that slowly the pupa breaking out the cocoon breaking out and then he um the small kind of uh, wings kind of things are coming out of it and he's so anxious to help he goes in and really brings a small scissor to cut the pupa out and lets the um, the young kind of a butterfly looking thing but not even a full butterfly out there it falls out and it couldn't fly and he goes to his mother and asks you know you know what um, this I did um, the butterfly can't fly yet. And his mom said, "Oh, uh, that's uh, sad. You shouldn't have done it because um, it uh, was because you kind of you broke the shell by yourself. It may not even grow mm-hmm. the strength um, to grow its wings because when you break out of that resistance, slowly it develops the strength to grow the wings that could make it fly. So the mm-hmm. the even though it's kind of a sad story there but the lesson life lesson is sometimes you know uh, not all the time taking the path of least least resistance is good because I think there is a Napoleon Hill saying to say you know um, taking the path of least resistance makes um, all rivers and some men and women crooked um, so it's <laughs> a it's a it's a nice saying but point is it's a fundamental principle of life is some of these barriers that comes in, whatever way it is, uh, we will come out of this stronger. I mean, this doesn't justify in any way the people who mm-hmm. die or the impact. It is sad and we, we need to do anything and everything to save every single life. But bottom line is, as a human race, we will come out stronger mm-hmm. and we'll be stronger than before. And I think that's a fundamental thing. And same thing for the companies. So if you fold at these things, you have to make some of these tough decisions. And we have made some of those at Techion as well. And in, for the larger good of the company and for every one of your people, you need to think about every, every, every aspect of it, your uh, customers and your team. Uh, and when you make tough decisions and be prepared for this and you're going to come out of this stronger the other side. And I think that's a trait I've seen in all the, all the great companies and starts with
0: good great leadership. Wow. So, so so beautifully said, Jay, actually. Oh, you thank, know, you. And, thank you. Thank <laughs> <with powerful> you. <laughs> very powerful anecdotes. Oh, thank you. So uh, let's, let's shift gears now. Mm-hmm. So after all these years of working with some of the great companies and, and amazing leaders, you suddenly mm-hmm. decide to become an entrepreneur.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> A lot of people <laughs> uh, describe that moment as screw it let's do it right <laughs> so, <laughs> what what was it for you first of all and let's go deeper in your entrepreneurial journey
1: yeah thank you uh, thanks for asking yeah you know
0: uh truly it's
1: it's been there with me from very early days uh from my oracle days um i've started thinking it was i would say it was a seed um and slowly, it's it, it kind of started growing bigger and bigger, and I was learning more and more. Then I, I mean, sometimes when you know some of these things are contagious, right? Like especially working with someone like Kilan, you feel like, wow, okay, such an inspiration, and amount of things um, he's able to achieve, and he's inspiring his teams to uh, accomplish. I felt, you know what? Okay, I need to go do this right and it was not an easy decision especially leaving a brand like tesla and especially establishing such a strong trust with someone like elon Mm, quite a few people thought i was crazy to do this um uh, for for uh, and in fact uh, uh, even personally my wife she didn't sleep for six months She, (laughs) she took it tougher than me um and it even my teams couldn't understand because i took a brief break before um, fully starting Techeon. Because it was was nice, heartwarming to see that my team wants me to stay. But the nice thing is over a period of time, I I thought I built a great team. I built the next level of leadership, which I'm most proud of. It's not about just creating something and it's about creating something that sustains. So I'm still proud and it's gratifying that the same platform that me and my team built um, is continuing to expand and scale the company to where it is. We started building this when the company had almost zero revenue, and today it's like uh, growing 15 plus billion dollars a quarter. And that level of um, scale, the platform is doing. And I'm I won't, I'm always proud of my phenomenal team that I built there. And it's also not only the platform, the next level. So the the uh, a great manager and a leader whom i hired at that time is the current cio so which i'm also more proud of so yeah Yeah. it's continuing to so those are the things that you always uh, can be proud of lifetime so when you focus on building something you have to think about and this is another thing since i invest and i'm also associated with many startups people don't think (laughs) long medium to long term they they learn from some superficial things and they always think about quick exit oh how do i create <laughs> this in one year or two year and sell it to someone yeah i mean there are entrepreneurs who do that uh, create a formula but at the end of the day that if that was the goal many people fail and i see a lot of entrepreneurs coming even asking for investment their goal is to do something quick um, yeah. nothing nothing great is formed quick so it takes it takes time it takes effort so people have to work through uh, have that um, uh, vision to create something that is uh, uh, sustainable so I came out I said you know we are going to create this platform um, and I saw the gap in the automotive industry especially how big of a fragmentation is between a uh, OEM brands, the, some really great brands around the world they they know how to make really, really good cars um, but the ecosystem between the manufacturing brands, the retailers, which is dealers to the most part and the end consumers, that ecosystem is was so fragmented and for me it was extremely obvious um, coming out from Tesla to see why can't it be Yes, I think Tesla's doing great in bringing that experience, but still millions and millions and millions of people and many great brands and are um, they all suffering from lack of this? And you don't get great experience as a consumer when you and it's inconsistent experience. And I feel creating a platform to bring that together, truly the next generation platform, and it can create. I feel strongly, and I felt, and I can see the fruit of it slowly um forming is um it can be a win-win-win situation all three can win if you do the right thing and this could be a place where technology can be the enabler to bring all three together um and that's what we did and it was uh, it was uh, hard work and i think um, again fortunate to have a phenomenal team some great Supporters in the ecosystem, some of the brands, uh, big brands, um, starting from XR, which is the parent company of FCA, then BMW, then Nissan, Renault, Mitsubishi, Lions, and then General Motors finally. All of them started supporting, and it's a great validation for what we are solving for the industry and great support from the Uh, the dealership ecosystem and finally consumers also love it we are still in early stages we have a long way to go and i'm still Mm -hmm. uh, uh, really excited about this journey and i know we have a long um, sustaining um, phase to build a great company um, in ahead of us
0: no and and godspeed with that jay thank Uh, you you know it's too late to ask you this but still Mm -hmm. why are you an entrepreneur and I'm asking that question because uh, when I talk to many entrepreneurs, I I get different answers mm-hmm. for this to this question. So you know, I think uh, I spoke to Shridar Vembu of Zoho mm-hmm. a few days ago. And he talked about this as being something which liberates him. Uh, then there are a bunch of others who think of uh, financial freedom. So there are different ways that people uh, look at entrepreneurship. So why are you an entrepreneur?
1: Thank you. Good, 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 Great, great question. Um, see, now, um, all of us, um, the genuine answer is, uh, I would say, um, there are a few reasons combined together. One of them is definitely um, being successful. Um, you can, it starts with, you know, how great my idea is. I have everyone has ideas. I think true entrepreneurs are, uh, driven uh, to say how can I bring my idea to life and I am in this whatever it takes um, and going it's not that they will not everyone succeeds every every single time but you have that grit to say okay if I failed what get some strong learning from it to say why did I fail and what can I what should I have done differently and then so that mm. the next um, thing I do I can apply those um, learnings So for me, uh, it's more about um, how do I bring my ideas to life? Uh, I I always have a philosophy of uh, bringing um, value, um, which I feel is a um, side effect of what if you your core purpose shouldn't be um, making more money and or financial freedom. I think the core purpose for uh, entrepreneurs is um, how do you bring the best product or best services it doesn't have to be always technology platform it could be anything it could be services Mm -hmm. it could be media it could be entertainment Um, what is the value you're bringing to your customers or um, to people who are surrounding you Uh, and then All other things uh, uh, follow. Um, Money will follow. Your financial freedom will follow everything. But the journey is never easy. And uh, I think the the, the tougher the journey is, the stronger the barriers you break, uh, the bigger the success you will achieve. I think many, many people you probably know well um, read things wrongly. And even entrepreneurs, early entrepreneurs, until they learn. Of course, they learn many times and sometimes they don't they think superficial success means it came overnight, like, okay, oh, (laughs) Elon is a billionaire because he started as a billionaire. No, he started as a regular kid. Everyone went through extraordinary challenges, do or die, um, life or death at the company level. Um, everyone, including when we went through and take you on, you've done it you know, it's it's nerve-wracking many times and I have Mm. phenomenal respect for entrepreneurs to do um, leave great jobs and then start their own to create a product create a service, create value Um, it's a journey, it's not easy, Um, yes Mm. there are people who have achieved great success, it's uh, to learn from that not to say, okay, you know, just think superficially that person was gifted to be successful. Rarely that happens. Someone inherits something from their family or their dad. But what do they create from there um, makes a big difference. So anyway, longer answer for me, it's more about um, how do you create something sustaining? Because, you know, it's a, again, this is a human factor. Like anything you create, there is a huge Satisfaction in yourself, even just planting a seed, right? Uh, we do it in our garden. You plant a seed and you water it, and you say, after a few days, you start the plant coming out. That sense of satisfaction you get is huge. I walk every evening, even though I don't do sometimes my um, family does plant, uh, something in my backyard. But every mm-hmm. now and then, even five minutes, you go and see every day the plant is different. It's growing extra new leaves flowers or sometimes there's a fruit that satisfaction is huge um i think that's a human nature and we all get a gratification and for entrepreneurs i think that's uh, one of the biggest i would say um, motivation and satisfaction and all of those everything else follows once you create value um to your ecosystem your customers your team your investors um then it automatically appreciates value continues to appreciate and grows uh,
0: bigger. Yeah. Almost like a circle of life. Yes. Yeah. Very Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Final uh, couple of questions, Jay. Uh, sure. And you know, the, the first one is kind of breaking the sequence because when you were talking about uh, the tough journey uh, and all, I suddenly, it it struck me that, you know, with Tesla, uh, for many reasons, uh, always in big spotlight, and they were massive. They were colossal failures that people yep. would remember from the earlier yep. times, right? Yep. What, what were some of the key learnings uh, from from failures? Because you were right in the war room, Jay, mm-hmm. right? And, and uh, like you rightly said, uh, things don't happen overnight. Success doesn't happen overnight. Yep. So if you were to pick the top lessons from failures, mm-hmm. what would be some of them?
1: Yeah, I think that's, a, again, a great question. Um, so the the bigger picture before getting into that specific question, one thing I tell um, my team and even my kids is you won't have your your lifetime, I should say, your lifetime will not be enough if you have to learn only from your mistakes. So you have to learn from your mistakes <laughs> as well as other people's mistakes. And other people's mistakes are... Uh, because it's not about being happy someone is uh, looking at, like, oh, that failed. <laughs> so you need to learn <laughs> from why did that fail? So, success and failures, I think you need to learn from yours and from others. I feel I'm fortunate. It's not that I didn't have failures, I had failures, uh, but uh, I would say I'm fortunate to keep that minimal because um, I've learned a lot, I observed from many people, and lucky to be associated with some. Um, companies like Tesla, which overcame some phenomenal barriers. I think there are two uh, things. Again, goes back to a strong leader. I think in this case, uh, uh, Elon. I don't think the company would uh, even exist today without him. Um, hmm. His grit of um, really going after whatever it takes. So one example, right? You know, you you might know. I mean, this is all public information. Tesla couldn't even raise money, there was a period of time where yeah. um, the payroll was paid from Elon's bank account. He became a larger investor and they were trying to raise money, raise money, raise money. But uh, investors looked at it and like, oh, no, sorry. They we already existing investors who gave money. It's so like, if you've given enough money, that's it. We can't. But finally, they turned around and, um, Seeing how much conviction Elon had and how much money he had put in in that company, pretty much almost to zero, and yeah. that um, gave them more confidence, telling that wow, if this guy believes in this so much, maybe I should. So <laughs> just one of that, right? So it's the conviction of these founders. So many people invest not all the time in ideas. Ideas are there, as I said, always ideas come in there are great ideas sometimes stand out but many 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 times it's about the the people right i invested in factor daily seeing um, you and uh, jadevan right um, yeah. not i know great people can bring out um, whether this time or next time but they're going to do this so it's we believe in people and i think that's where One is I feel the learning from Tesla is how you have that grit to overcome and make some the right and tough decisions. So for one of the, another example I could give is um, there was times when early days, this was, I was not even there in the company when Roadster Mm. was uh, produced. (laughs) Um, I think customers were promised multiple times and they missed deadlines. And they think there was a time where Elon found that the price of the car that was quoted to the customers where several tens of thousands of dollars more than what it would take to produce the car. So basically, every car will be sold at a big loss. So as a leader, I think what happened, he took um, the problem head on. Made a clear calculation of what would be a break-even uh, to create that car. He called all of the. It was ha- few customers, few hundred who believed early days. Um, he called all of those customers and said, and this was again for me, it was a hearsay from reliable people. <laughs> uh, and they, um, he he broke the news very clearly. He said, we sincerely apologize. We 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 screwed up. Um, the price is not what we originally promised you, and here is the price. It was like twenty, thirty thousand dollars more. <laughs> not every single person was happy. Um, of course, uh, some people. And he also gave opportunity to for anyone to withdraw if they want to withdraw their money. And but majority of them stayed. Uh, they felt like okay, yeah, it's not ideal, but I'm happy you guys did because end of the day if you delivered all of those several hundred cars with the, at a loss, the company wouldn't exist. So you have to make these tough decisions, bite the bullet and say, you know, yes, um, this is the right things. And many, many times, not all the decisions might be right, but fewer hmm. the wrong decisions are, it's better. Then learn from the wrong decisions, telling that, okay, I made that mistake last time and which uh, next time I'm not going to make. I think it's the... Uh, Strong leadership is number one because uh, that's what uh, drives everyone else. If the leader really believes and makes the right decision. See, some of the things, this is where I feel when you're in there, you know. Sometimes there is a strong debate about um, CEO pay and other things. Uh, Again, I don't want to get into the debate itself, but not all the time people understand, especially it's even bigger, the founders, and rightly so, they should be because Mm -hmm. their shoulders have massive massive amount of load because every decision they make impacts every almost every single person in the company sometimes it could be for uh, best or for the worst because sometimes one bad decision could take the whole company down and how many ever hundreds or thousands of people can lose their jobs so the responsibility is very high um so they need to really uh from a leadership perspective they need to take it serious because it's not easy to get to say oh you know um i i have this much power it's about how big the responsibility is because every decision you make you need to think about all of those hundreds or thousands of people in your organization and make the right decision for them and make the right decision for the customers and then make the right decision for the investors uh, so it's uh it's not it's not easy some of those are the i would say the learnings one is the grit Um, from the leadership, making the right decisions. Sometimes it's tough decisions. It's not um, great conversations uh, to customers or to people, but you do the right thing. And uh, Mm. I think people will realize that it's the right thing. Um, And I've seen many times going into it, I felt uh, very tough. And I learned this from my... um, vmware days more and more we went through a lot of challenges taking a problem head-on is is the toughest getting into but once you do it that's the the best way to solve the problem this goes back to my um the napoleon hills quote about um rivers taking the path of least resistance become crooked right and some men and women are Do the same, so you have to not all the time take the path of least resistance, but do the right thing, Um, even if the barrier is the biggest, even if it's a concrete wall that you need to break. um, You have to, if 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 the other side uh, has the the right uh, fruit for uh, your team, your company, your customers, then you have to do anything and everything to break that concrete wall and go the other side. I think that's what I learned. Um, from uh, Tesla, doing for doing the right thing. As leaders, as leader, uh, you have to make the right decisions. Then take your, you be in the front, and you take your team with you, so that um, everyone can be successful and value can be created.
0: Wow, well, that's that's really well said, Jay. And, and I think the the examples that you gave, uh, they they bring lot of uh, understanding. Uh, final. You. And Jay, before i let you go mm-hmm, sure. how, how do you stay sane uh, <laughs> what i mean to ask is there's, there's so much of chaos all yes. around us yes uh, everything from you know, scrambling for time to you name it right so, yep. so learning new things all of that it's like a perfect storm every moment so what is your checklist how do you stay sane
1: thank you uh thanks for asking not easy but it's a conscious decision. And I tell this to my team as well. We all are busy. Every company that's successful, I can tell you, one of the biggest complaints is they overwork people. Um, there are two things I would say. Um, life is a balance. Uh, all of us have to strike that balance because um, something has to give in. Um, so you can't really uh, break things. You can stretch things. The The, the second thing I would say is, human capability all of our capability physical and mental is significantly Mm -hmm. more than what we think it is so that is number one learning second is that doesn't mean you have to go stretch and break yourself so i would say life is a balance where you need to find that harmony across the board and what gives you that um, balance Uh, to um, keep yourself grounded so simplest example let's say is I think universal thing is an exercise right you work out find a way to work out that works for you it doesn't have to be um, all the time like weightlifting or uh, running a marathon it's it could be yoga it could be any kind of physical activity is good we've always learned um, I think there's so many studies and books So that is one, um, meditation, um, books, and finding that balance. Because one thing is, you're absolutely right. Today, there is an information overload. It creates Mm -hmm. a lot more anxiety to people. It's extraordinarily tempting. I'm worried about the especially the younger generation because they're hooked up with um, the uh, electronic systems, mainly the phones. It is not healthy because I could see from experience. Uh, I'll give you one simple example and what balance mm-hmm. is, right? At Tesla, uh, working hours are always uh, extreme to me and my team. And because my boss, <laughs> Elon, was working like super crazy, he's like a superman, always uh, there available. And I'll get his emails from 1 a.m. in the night to Or it will start at like 10 p.m. in the night to 2 3 a.m. in the morning, um, almost consistently. So, there's the point is um, many times. um, So, my wife and my will say that you know, I used to speak in my sleep, um, talk in my sleep, and talk very loudly as if I'm talking in a meeting in English. In, In at home, we speak. We speak Tamil, um, right? Me (laughs) and my wife speak Tamil. But in the sleep, she'll say you talk in English and you speak like as if you're speaking in a meeting, which wakes her up. (laughs) So, and I realized, and what happened is I realized that I'm carrying so many things to my bed. Um, All the work stress from my, because I always, the last thing I look at is my computer or the phone. And first thing I look at is my computer or the phone. So one small change, which I did, made a big difference. So what I did was, doesn't matter whether I'm going to bed at 10pm or 1am, I shut down my computer like 15 to 30 minutes before that. I don't look at my phone, look at my computer, do some um, breathing exercise a little bit. But again, meditation doesn't work because when you're super tired, I tried it and then I immediately go to sleep sitting in a meditation pose which we, uh, that doesn't work so reading a book helped me so i started keeping books and then eventually switched to kindle and completely off topic of topic of interest i started reading about many things health topics ayurveda food um, meditation and self improvements outside of work i wouldn't look at read programming books or technology books um, completely different things that uh, interest me but takes my mind off. I will take a book with me and that will maybe be my last thing to, before I close my eyes and sleep. And that changed everything because my sleep was peaceful. It took my mind off completely. And sometimes I read for five minutes and I just, or two minutes, I'll just immediately doze off because I'm so tired. Sometimes the book is so interesting. I might end up reading for 45 minutes or an hour. Still it's worthy because I learned something. So yeah. that one habit, and then second, I realized I will not look at my email first thing in the morning. I'll wake up early morning, but I won't look at my phone. So I'll wake up, brush, do my morning chores. I have a morning routine, like I'll have a green tea with honey and some blueberries. These are good for brain. Um, and then I start doing some breathing exercises for uh, 30 minutes and do some meditation. Then I look at my phone, start writing my notes or email or whatever and then if i have time i go to work out for another 45 minutes to an hour then it's full steam so the key is sometimes these one hour maybe even not even one hour all the time sometimes even 30 minutes in the morning 30 minutes in the evening sometimes one hour to one hour doesn't matter creates so much more productivity to you throughout the day and it, it is tough it's just a start because sometimes these things are slippery slope we, we all know this yeah both right muscle and brain um you don't use it you lose it so you'll have to keep keep it active so uh, this is my experience uh, that's why i say striking a balance and don't get um too much anxiety about um all the things happening around us because there is it's crazy We're around us you can see the amount of information overload um, ai and machine learning and all of these crazy things big uh, data uh, you need to be aware, but you don't have to get anxious about this. And I sometimes, you know, early even early days in Tech young, there are investors, there are people will give a lot of free advice. They look at it and say, oh, you should be doing this, this and this. Oh, why don't you market yourself as uh, AI for this? And I said, you know, for me, that clarity in thinking to say, you know, I don't have to go lie to say this, I'm this AI for this. There is a bigger purpose. Yeah, if we involve AI to bring value part of my solution, I will do, but I don't have to go sell. This is the AI for automotive. So uh, people don't shouldn't get anxious, be aware. And that's where you read too many things and get anxious is something we need to avoid. And that's where all of these routines will help to take your mind off of something and go read uh, listen to music meditate walk out uh, take a walk all of these things help and people have to find their balance and i think i have i mean
0: i'm still learning i wouldn't i wouldn't say i've found my balance but i'm always learning wow it, uh, Jay, w- what you said finally is actually the clincher you know mm-hmm. being aware and, and not uh, getting anxious i think yep. that's the key yes uh, thanks for this journey uh, taking me through this uh, journey of of your career and and life uh, really I found this very valuable. I'm sure people would love it too. Uh, stay safe and stay the way you are. Thank you, Jay.
1: Yeah, thanks part. for the opportunity, Pankaj. Really excited. Great conversation, great questions. Always, uh, it was great to talk to you. Definitely. Um, it's, a, it's an honor and a privilege to be part of your Outliers uh, series. Pleasure.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you.